0: of the Bill Michaels Show on a day that's uh, kind of flying by. Good to have you on board today. 877-867-1670, that's the phone number, 877-867-1670, phone lines wide open. Uh, Hit us up on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. Um, if you want to hit us up, uh, Ben, by the way, at Ben Z Kenny over on Twitter at Ben Z Kenny. Uh, another one, by the way, as we sat here and talked about different players that could possibly come into the Brewers organization. This one's from Don D who says, uh, Josh Bell would be my pick. Uh, I think he's a still a solid player. Great batting average, great OPS, uh, has some power and pop and can also alternate, with Rowdy over at first base and DH, he's got to be an upgrade from a at the DH position. So there you go. Dondi, appreciate it. Hitting us up over on Twitter. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Show. That's Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. You can find us there. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Bill Show. That's a good way to do it. Uh, on Twitch TV as well. And email the program simply TheBillMichaels at gmail.com. TheBillMichaels at gmail.com, and uh, thebillmichaels.com is the website. Find everything right then and there. And always, always, after the show is over, don't forget, if you miss something or miss a segment or miss an entire show, you can pick us up on Spotify, Apple iTunes, also Google Podcasts, which I had to download all of that stuff all over again when I did the uh, transfer from the new phone today, which has also uh, been a nightmare. But that I'll get through that. That's no big. That's like first world problems right there, right? Um, the uh, oh by the way, uh, going back to, um, going back to uh, you know talking about uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, we are talking as to whether or not Deshaun Watson's hearing, which the disciplinary hearing is supposed to take place today, they're going to end up presenting both cases and both sides. But it looks as if the NFL, at least that's what they want to do, is suspend him for an entire year. So we'll see what happens there. Also, Kyrie Irving says he's opting into going back with the Nets, the $36.5 million player option. For those that were wondering, would that then make an offseason move unlikely for him? Uh, if he's going back to Brooklyn for that amount of money, he was open to a sign-in trade. Uh, whether or not that keeps Kevin Durant, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, would the Lakers now be on the outside looking in? Uh, and also Lakers star Russell Westbrook pa- planning on exercising his $47.1 million option for this upcoming season to return to the franchise, he told uh, the four-letter network. Uh, his agent, Thad Foucher, uh planning to file the paperwork today. So Westbrook for $47.1 million a year going back to the Lakers. God, the money. Holy mackerel. Hey, Ben, by the way, did you hear about the kid from uh, University of Miami? He denies the reports now, but saying that he signed for $9.5 million, the quarterback? I, I did see that. It's It swept up the college football world. I The situation is so hard
1: to unpack because it, it wasn't him that had put the report out. What we think is it's probably a lawyer that was working with him or with Miami mm-hmm. and said that he signed for 9.5 million over 3 4 years but mm-hmm. florida offered him 11 million so there's been all this, this unpacking getting, thinking yeah. why would he leak that who benefits right. and some say
0: he leaked that to get a better offer well it was after he already committed well but you can decommit yeah
1: it's tough because some I assume some NIL collectives are trying to sign guys and really take their NIL rights, if you will, for that three, four-year period, so then if they were to transfer, they couldn't sign anything else. But right. who, who's going to be the first collective to sue another collective because they signed a different guy that they had already right. signed to contracts that really don't exist? Oh, it's impossible.
0: Correct. Correct. It is amazing what's going on. And in case you're just tuning in, uh, there was a a Miami quarterback who reportedly, reportedly had signed to go with Miami, uh, and he was going to do it for um, $9.5 million, $9.5 million. And it looked then as if, well, wait a minute, why would he be doing that? And instead, now apparently it's like, whoa, wait a minute, Florida. Florida is going to pay him more money. But it's it's just crazy, the NIL deal that apparently was reported. Now, Sports Illustrated had this. Uh, I, I think they might have been one of the first. Uh, I think the on3.com website was the first one that had it, and then they had it after that. But in the aftermath, the four-star quarterback, uh, uh, Rashada, I think is his name? Yep. Yeah. Uh, the commitment to Miami, large numbers being tossed out. An NIL deal worth $9.5 million for the name, image, and likeness on the agreement with a billionaire Miami booster, John Ruiz. Um, Rashada, though, coming out of Pittsburgh, California, passed up an offer apparently from Florida. That deal was worth $11 million. But in addition to Miami and Florida, he was being recruited by LSU, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M as well. Nobody knows what the specifics are as of yet. But I mean, the bottom line is this: whether he went for nine and a half to Miami or eleven million to to Florida, it doesn't. This is not what the name, image, and likeness was meant to meant to create. This this is just this is not what what this was meant for. Remember when it started out as paying players, Ben? Just give them a stipend. Just give them a little money and allow them to make a little side money on their name. You know, go get 50 bucks or a couple hundred bucks or a thousand bucks to sign some autographs at a local store or something. You know, remember when it was just that? Yeah. Remember when it was just that? And now it's crazy. It's crazy. You've got 8th graders signing NIL deals coming through the high school ranks, high schoolers signing NIL deals, freshmen, sophomore, juniors now signing NIL deals. It's it's just bananas. Just bananas. I will say this, though. Uh, I would have loved for this deal to have been around when I was playing baseball because as an eighth grader you could go in my house almost any day of the week and there'd be some scout from some some major league team wanting me to go into the minor league system after the second year of high school they just they just want you know they would come and sit with my mom and dad and come to games and such and then i got into high school and you know it, it, i kind of all turned it around on myself but nevertheless i would have loved for something like this to have been around holy mackerel for the money that's being tossed out
1: I don't know if it's completely legal for high schoolers in Ohio, though. That I would need to check. I'd move. (laughs) Go to Florida? I'd move. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. A couple things here with the Miami thing. First of all, I don't really believe the nine and a half number, frankly. I think this is just the lawyer and the boosters trying to make themselves look better. I think Mm -hmm. the big problem here, it's become an ego thing. Where when you go around the NFL and all the owners are obviously ego driven, but they make decisions that are actually based around business, like they get returns on their investments for this. This is literally just boosters trying to put out how much of an effect they have and how much money they have. And they're going to throw around on all these kids. And then when they end up succeeding, the boosters will say, oh, yeah, look, that's the guy I signed. Right. They're not getting anything back in return. Like if they win a national title, it's like, cool. They might get a ring or some some pamphlet. But it's just become a crazy ego thing. That's why I think these numbers are coming out. I think this is just A, the lawyer saying, look, I can get you this much money, which still could be kind of false, and B, the boosters saying, hey, look, this is the money I'm throwing
0: out because I matter here. Mm-hmm. I I, look, I completely agree. There's some of these guys, some of these girls, some of these companies have egos and they want to be attached to a program. What what was the guy? Was it Shapiro? Was it uh, the guy that uh, originally got busted down at the U Uh, when he was taking players to strip clubs and making it rain and and paying players for Miami from the years gone by? Wasn't that the guy that did all of that? Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I, I think it was because yes, it was now it's legal because now you can do it now. I don't think you can take them to strip clubs anymore, but now you can do all this kind of stuff. You can just say, yeah, you know what? We'll give you this. Here you go. Here you go. No problem. Do all that kind of stuff. Man, it's amazing. The big thing I wonder, and I heard a lot of good talk
1: about how it compares to MLB minor leagues. The big thing, because with like first round picks in the MLB draft, they get a lot of money and a lot of them don't mm-hmm. pan out. The thing I wonder here is there's this big rush because it's been a year since it's been allowed. There's a big rush to all the top quarterbacks. And it, we right. heard $8 million for a kid that went to Tennessee. I wonder when the boosters finally realize, you know, maybe it's not smart to dole out this much money to guys that are not even close to a real uh, definite thing. Because you look at the top, whatever, 10 quarterbacks in the last six, seven classes, I mean, probably 60 to 70 percent, No one's ever heard of because they never
0: really became anything. We were talking about this the other day, and I had said that I had gotten some information that there was a consideration for some of the uh, women on the uh, Badger hockey team that could be beneficial from a company that I I, um, heard through the grapevine. We'll put it that way. Uh, Now, taking it to that side, there was a company that asked me, that, that came to me and said, um, were, were considering getting a hold of Graham Mertz. And they could not get a hold of him. They could not get into him. They didn't know how to do it because, you they, you know, apparently Wisconsin did not want to just allow them to go through the PR department. So, And I don't know all this to be true, so I'm only giving you the the story that I got, which is from a pretty reputable person. But they, they couldn't get into Graham Mertz, and the, the guy had said, oh, my God, uh, they are glad they didn't with the kind of season he had last year because they were reconsidering for this season going, eh, maybe this year's going to be better. But they were considering, you know, jumping right in, head first into the pool last year. And uh, then they're, you know, again, it would have been buyer's remorse because it was not the season that they thought it would be. And they're thinking eight to nine wins this year, and they don't know if they want to jump back into that pool or not. They haven't ruled it out, but extremely hesitant. So I wonder, going back to what you stated, that, Once some of these guys don't pan out and, you know, because think of the pressure now for a a company that pays a kid coming to your school as a head coach, nine million bucks. And let's just say you've got him in practice and this kid's just not that good. He doesn't get it. He's not what you thought he was, you know, and you don't play him. How pissed off is that booster going to be at you as a head coach? You know, that's where this becomes problematic as well. Because if I'm a company and I'm close to close to UW, and I said, "Hey, I want my guy to play. I got a better quarterback than Graham Mertz. I'm going to pay him all this money. He's a three star. We know he's better. So he's going to take over the job." And suddenly Graham Mertz blossoms, and Paul Chris just does not play your guy, and you're basically paying one, two, three hundred thousand, five million dollars, whatever it may be, for a paperweight. Boy, you're pissed. And you're going after you're going after Paul Chris now.
1: You know, yeah, Lane Kiffin had brought that up about how much control boosters could have. I'll probably mention this excluding Wisconsin and programs like that. But when you go down south, I mean, that stuff's been true for a while. Like you've had boosters under the table bringing guys in. I'm sure they've had the sway or maybe they know their place a little bit to not get mad at a coach if he doesn't play him. I mean, but then coaches get fired after one losing season. The stuff with merch, though, that you mentioned, those are local businesses, though, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So the difference there, how I see it is, like, they're looking for a return on their investment. They're able to market something and bring business in. For the booster stuff in Miami, this is just a crazy rich dude who has money literally unlimited everywhere that he could throw at whatever he wants. So it's not even like he's expecting something back. I just wonder when they realize in general, take away individually, could they be a good investment? Just when they realize, you know, maybe I shouldn't be throwing this much at all at any unproven thing and wait until they actually see the field. Like, I wonder if that ever happens because in baseball, they get the money up front. Some of them pan out some of them don't. But at the same time, that's all collectively bargained. This is not even collectively bargained. So the money could just go up and up and up and up. I wonder when we reach the breaking point, of not the businesses that are trying to make good business deals, but the crazy people that are just throwing money at it. I wonder Mm -hmm. if there's ever a point that they realize, you know, maybe I should not just be giving $8 million to a high school quarterback.
0: Right. I 100% agree. At some point, there's going to be a couple of companies that get burned, but you know as well as I do, there's going to be all these other companies that are out there with these Guys that need the uh, the monetary yardstick to pull it out to say this is how big I am, and they're still going to jump into that pool. They're st- they're, I just I still think they're going to j- unless there's just this mass burning of money of guys that just don't pan out. There's always going to be somebody waiting in the wings to throw money at somebody to get some kind of chest-pounding access to something they normally wouldn't have. And it's usually either guys that were former athletes or guys that never came close to being an athlete that this is their only shot at having some kind of yardstick in the game. 877-867-1670. Get a hold of us if you choose to do so. Hey, if you're going to be out getting a little Mexican food, maybe tomorrow night prior to or after even Wednesday Night Live out at the Wisconsin State Fair Park, stop in and see our friends over there at the Wrestling Taco. Right there on 84th Street, a couple of blocks south of the Wisconsin State Fair Park. That's the Wrestling Taco, 84th Street in West Dallas. Great margaritas. Uh, The chicken burrito is out of this world. Really good stuff. Stop in and see Marcus and Nicole, uh, the two owners. Good, good, good people. Solid people. Just opened up a place because they wanted a nice place to go and eat. And it's turned into a real nice restaurant for them. So head on over to the Wrestling Taco 84th Street in West Dallas, just south of the Wisconsin State Fair Park. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back. I, uh, every now and then, I get approached and somebody will say, hey, tell me something. (laughs) Tell me something. Does new mill really work? And I have said all along, the the all-in-one weight loss program, yep. Uh, The ED treatments, they say 98% success rate all but guaranteeing that they can help you out. Uh, then there's the low T treatments, and those have worked as well. So, look, if, you are, uh, if you're suffering from any of that, uh, by all means, give them a call. And now that we're into the uh, drones of summer, and I love it, the throes of summer are, uh, are upon us. It's going to be uh, upper 80s today, 90s. And if you're huffing and puffing and sweating and, you know, getting crazy, you may want to shut a few. Call them. That's 414-455-4451. That's the New Mill Medical Center. And uh, locations in Wisconsin uh, and beyond the borders as well. Look, you can call that one number, and they can set you up anywhere in the country for that matter. But uh, call them, 414-455-4451. And I always get asked, does it really work? Does it help? It does. The only one Weight Loss program, I went downstairs today because I have not really been able to work out a lot I started following it to a T because of uh, the, the back issues and the steroids and such and the stuff the doctor has me on caused me to gain about 20-something pounds because of, uh, of, of a change in my body chemistry, I guess. Um, and it's, it's, I hate it. It's, I'm miserable because of it. But I'm down three pounds, and that's just by watching my, my diet and what I've been eating and working with new male. So even, they're even combating that for me, which has been fantastic. It works. Try it. Uh so there you have it. That's the New Medical Center. Again, 414-455-4451 Um the uh so Ben, going back to the brewer stuff, you have four or five targets, correct? Yeah, so
1: there's some guys I've been circling for a little while. And I want to preface this with saying there's something that all these guys do that Josh Bell, Brian Reynolds, CJ Crone all the guys that we had talked about, something they don't do. So one of them, Victor Robles with Washington. You have former Brewer, Trent Grisham, who was traded out there to the Padres. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlie Blackman's a little older out in uh, with the Rockies, but he does this as well. You have Tyler Wade with the Angels. You may ask, oh, Ben, what do all these guys do that the other trade targets we've been talking about don't? Bill, uh, they lead the league in bunts. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I felt it coming like a train down the track I could hear it I could feel it I couldn't see it cuz the lights were turned out I knew something was coming I just didn't know what it was There you go I mean you want to change yeah. the culture of an offense I think those there are the was, guys you should look at Wasn't didn't Craig Counsel wasn't he asked about that I Now it, here's the thing is to bring in numerous runs per inning You don't want to go through six and seven and eight hits per inning to bring in a couple of runs. I get it. Uh, Because where major leagues have gone is get a man or two on and bomb away. That's much more successful in the long run than station-to-station baseball. I'm not even going to say bunting, just station-to-station baseball. Uh, And I agree with that because that's just the, the way it is. I mean, it's been proven. Statistically, if bunting was the way to go, every team would be doing it, and it's not. For a couple of reasons. One is a lot of guys don't even get instructed on how to do it and they don't really give two dams about it and they're not going to perfect it. So if you're not going to be good at it, it's very difficult to do. Yes, they're major leaguers. Yes, they're getting paid a lot of money, but most guys are being taught grip it and rip it and call it a day. So they don't practice bunting and they're not very good at it. Secondly, it doesn't produce runs. It's not a big run producing mechanism in major league baseball anymore. Um... There were guys that did and were successful at, say, bunting for base hits, just getting on base. Sometimes, yeah, you need to do that just to kind of get yourself into a different groove. That's understandable. Um, And then there is the thought of putting a runner in scoring position. Yes, that's understandable as well. But consistently being a bunting team, one, takes away the the element of surprise. And two, got to have a team that's good at it. If you don't have a team that's good at it, you're you're you know as they say peeing into a fan, it it just doesn't matter. You're you're getting it all over you, man. You're just not going to be successful. So uh, I understand the bunting aspect for people that want to see the Brewers bunt, but it is going to be few and far between. It is going to be situational, and it is going to be something that is only done uh, with guys that uh, are a little more astute at it. And that's about it. Is that a good explanation of what to, when people want to see more bunting as to why more often than not teams do not bunt versus why they should. Yeah. And I mean, throw in the natural
1: disclaimer that some of these pitchers on the mound are just disgusting. Like it's probably impossible to bunt off Corbin Burns because he could give Mm -hmm. you four different speeds going five different directions. I do joke about like, I, I understand that bunting has a time and place. I just always laugh when something doesn't go right and then the instant change is that we should give the team more free outs instead of actually trying to hit the ball better. Right. I'm not actually this crazy anti-bunting guy. I just I, I laugh a little bit when it's looked at as the reason a team doesn't score when you look up and down the lineup, and the real reason is pretty clear.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. It's... it's... If there is a cry for it, and you know what? This is when it becomes the loudest, is when you have, say, a team like the Brewers. Um, the Say you get a man on first and second, nobody out. And the next batter grounds into a double play. The next batter flies out. And people are going to go crazy because why didn't you just move them over, take yourself out of that particular situation, then you have one out, runners at second and third, and you're, you, but that has to be a perfectly executed thing. And I get it because at that particular second guessing is what we do. 100% agree. Second guessing is what we do. And that's when the screams become the loudest. When they're hitting home runs, nobody cares. If they have a day like the other day when they pounded, what, 8, 10 runs, nobody cares. Bunting, ah, it's only when they lose a game five to four or four to three and they have numerous opportunities with runners in scoring position, they don't move them over, they don't get the run in, and they're gripping it and ripping it. And I get, from friends of mine, I'll probably get maybe three texts a day when those situations crop up. Well, Bill, Nobody they- says it when they're pounding out home runs, but that's sometimes when they're pounding out home runs, the same situations come up. It's just that they're hitting home runs. You're forgetting they scored 10 runs because they did
1: bunt. Remember in the second inning?
0: Yeah, that was
1: that was huge.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that. <laughs> we heard it when we came on you the You bunt end. against the shift. It's huge! It, look, there can be a momentum change. I get it. it can be a, an energy push, especially in front of the home fans when it's executed. I talked about that yesterday. There's something intangible to it. Understood. But... It is not by any stretch the way to go consistently. It just isn't. There is one quandary I've faced when
1: watching Bryce Harper play baseball because he's been one one of many. Um, He's been one of the best hitters in the league the last two, three years. And they obviously shift him every time. And there there are sometimes he just bunts it down the third baseline and it's a free single. And he could do it really whenever he wants if he gets a pitching matchup and a pitch he could do it on. But. I've always argued I don't want Bryce Harper getting to first base for free because of everything else he could do with his bat because of mm-hmm. how prolific he is at actually hitting the baseball long ways doubles triples right. home runs. But, I, but even
0: Bryce Harper does it. Yeah, and when I hate you need it, to I ignite I something or getting or get online, even Bryce Harper does it. Right, he does it. I, I guess my point is I've always kind of been against it. Depends on the situation, I guess. You know, if you're just trying to get something started because the whole day's been a mess or you're just trying to ignite something early to change things up, okay, I get it. But I wouldn't want him doing it consistently, I agree with you. That'd be like having Rowdy Telez constantly try to beat the shift by dropping down a bunt. I wouldn't do it. Even with the shift, you still have Rowdy Tellez hit into the shift. But every now and then, if you're struggling for a hit and you're looking for some excitement and the bench to get up and guys not to be sitting at the back of it but coming to the front railing and getting a little more enthusiasm, getting a little energy, needing something, needing a spark, every now and then I wouldn't mind it. But for the most part, nah, I agree with you. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy one. Hit us up. Feel free to go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. Uh, I had a really good time last night uh, with the uh, Tobacco Outlet Plus people and the cigar dinner last evening. And Christophe Cigars, they were fantastic. Kevin was great. We had such a fun time. I'll post some pictures later. Too. I got them on my phone, and I had to change phones today. So I haven't had a chance to post anything. So I will from the guys from last night, and girls for that matter, from, the, from last night. Big crowd sold out. Over 70 people there last night. And that's normally their intimate 40-people dinners. And this one was so popular, Cortez's had to make more space for us. So it was it was a lot of fun. We had a great time. So thanks to everybody for coming out. And if you're still interested and you're out and about and uh, you got your gar in your back pocket, don't forget about our friends in in uh, in downtown Waukesha. 323 West Main Street, the com, the cigar bar you've always wanted. Lounge chairs, big leather ones up front. You got the bar in the back. You got the little stage. You got music on the weekends, sports inside, and a big walk-in humidor. There is no reason. And not to go anywhere else. That's uh, the niceash.com. 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, Wisconsin. Go to the niceash.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. And a reminder that's coming up on uh, Sunday, September 4th. Our good friends are going to help us out with this. But we've got a motorcycle ride benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. It benefits... Military members, veterans, their families—we can't do it without you. I've, I've been begging anybody with a motorcycle, and if you know somebody, please tell them it's the Fisher House Ride. We do this each and every year. It's our 15th anniversary, and uh, to let you know that coming up, if you follow us on Facebook, go to facebook.com/slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com/slash Big Unit Poker Run. Uh, today we have the final announcement of all the details of the ride it's going to be on a facebook live coming up later on this afternoon i think about six o'clock is when it's going to happen and we're going to do a facebook live and give you every detail regarding the ride a lot of cool stuff a lot of cool stuff uh, i gotta say thanks to our friends at wisconsin harley davidson which is where we end up which is where we land thanks to our friends at mke brewing milwaukee brewing with uh w- with uh, dave Hawk and everybody down there that's done so much for us over the years and the pat- the rooftop patio is going to be open. The brewery is going to be open. There are going to be some uh, some breakfast sandwiches and such, some drinks and such that are going to be there. It's going to be a great start to the day. Uh, thanks to our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. We can't do this without them. They came on board this year and said, we want to help. We want to support veterans. We want to do everything we can. And they're going to send us. Actual dealers to deal the poker hands at the end of the ride, which I cannot wait for. So, kudos to them. Also, thanks to our friends at Great Lakes Dragaway. Great Lakes Dragaway has been a part of uh, my program for many, many years on and off. And uh, Roy and the gang down there came back on again and they said, Hey, uh, we've had a lot of success. We've completely repaved the drag strip. You can rent it out for an hour or two or an entire day. And they want to be a part of it. Don't forget about Great Lakes Dragaway down in Union Grove. Uh, right down in the Racine Kenosha area, County Highway Q, and a great place down there. Great place. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. That's greatlakesdragaway.com. All on board. But don't forget today, this evening, be watching. Go like us over at Facebook.com slash Big Unit Poker Run. Facebook.com and they just put in the title uh, in the search bar, Big Unit Poker Run, it'll take you right to it. Today we're going to make all the final announcements uh, for on Facebook Live today. Make the announcements there, so really looking forward to that. And thanks to everybody for spreading the word and participating with us. Uh, 877-867-1670 if you want to hit us up, do it. So uh, Scott says, then tell our batters to make contact when behind on the scoreboard late in the game with runners on base and not to be looking at the strike first pitch. Then foul off the next one, and all of a sudden you watch the third strike go right down Wisconsin Avenue. Scott, um, I can't say I disagree. Uh, I do know that, especially when you're down late in a ball game. I, when you're down late in a ball game, here's the thing: I think you do need to scrap for runs, but it depends on your situation. Okay, it depends on your matchup. Have you had success against this particular reliever? Have you had success with this particular matchup? You know, if a guy is say hitting 375 or 385 against this particular pitcher with power numbers to back it up, you don't ask him to then drop down a bunt. If this guy's always felt comfortable, like this is the guy that he feels in the zone with, you let him swing away. You know, if this guy says comes to the plate and he's hitting 137 and he's even worse with runners in scoring position and against this particular guy, he struck out. 12 out of, you know, 15 times, yeah. Then you, you say, you know what, we're scrapping for a run here. We just need the ball in play. Drop it down. I think it's statistically you have to look at that. I really do. Um. So there are circumstances to do that, and there are circumstances not to do that. But I will agree with you in the sense of, oh, my God, how many times have we seen somebody take that first pitch strike? You're like, all right, you got it. You got it. You timed it. You got it. Here we go. Here we go. The next one, fouled back, and then you're looking back, and then here comes that breaking ball. And you're kind of thinking they're going to go low and away or up and in. They're going to make you fish, and instead he gives you, you guessed wrong. He gives you the heater right past you, and you're like, crap. And as a fan watching it, oh, that's frustrating. I agree with you. That is frustrating. What happened to the uh, the old mark of, hey, protect the plate? Anything close. Then again, when it's coming 97 miles an hour, it's not easy to get to anything close because you only have a split second to watch it go past you. But I get where you're coming from. There is a level of frustration there, yes. Uh, Gary says, LOL, I totally agree. Call out all the bunting fanatics out there. Um, the fact that we're spending this much time on it, uh, shake my head a little, because it's really not that level of importance. But as I'd stated, it's also not the necessity. It is the exception to the rule. That's it. Nothing more. It shouldn't be the rule. It should be the exception to the rule. It should be done periodically. It should be done via surprise. It should be done every now and then to bunt for an actual hit. But it should not be a staple, a regular staple, of your offensive firepower. That that should not be. Because you, you will not be overwhelmingly successful doing that. There's got to be certain criteria met for a person to drop one down. There just has to be. He has to be decent at it. You know, you have to have a little bit of trust and faith. It has to be a situation that you can do that. You know? Um, and then it's it's got to be the matchup. If you've got a guy up there throwing a, nothing but, you know, 90-mile-an-hour breaking junk, and it starts out like it's falling off the table up near your head and it ends up at your knees, that's a tough ball to bunt, man. It's not easy. Junk ballers are the worst people. I mean, you know, now you don't have any knuckleballers uh, in, in the game today, if any. But uh, back in the day, man, you try to bunt against a guy like Phil Necro, phew, good luck. I was watching the thing float around like it was on a string, and somebody was just dangling it up and down and up and down and up and down on its way into the plate. You didn't know where the hell it was going. So it's all circumstantial as to what, what and when to do that. But if you got a guy that just gets up there and throws straight ass heat, do it, do it. Bradley says if baseball was just that easy, right? I agree with that. Ben, have we satisfied your allure of bunting? Well, yes, yeah, especially given there wasn't a Brewers
1: game last night. You know <laughs> they're going to Tampa now. Tampa has the most ridiculous stuff coming out of the bullpen that I've ever seen. And that's always the case. You feel like they like the Mm -hmm. Brewers have their pitching farm. The Tampa Bay Rays have a reliever farm and they are just nasty. So we're going to be in an eighth inning situation. Low scoring game, maybe like 2-1, 3-1. And we're going to be in a situation where we hear it again. So today, yes. But I mean, throughout the week, it will
0: persist. The uh, the matchup tonight, Brandon Woodruff goes to the Hill. Against Baz. Is it Baz or Boz? Shane the Baz. Pitcher. I believe. Shane Baz. I thought it was Baz. Baz. Baz, by the way, 0-1 with a 415 ERA. Maybe the Brewers just get off early. A game above the Cardinals right now, 42-33. and A five games above 500 record away from American Family Field. So you'll like it. Like their chances. Brewers. Although the Cardinals got a win yesterday, Cardinals a half game back now. So Brewers a half game up on the Cardinals after yesterday's contest. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. Take a quick one. Be right back. Right after this. Ready. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The good news and the bad news for those that have been following the uh, the saga that is the boat. Uh, my boat is just about done. They called me yesterday, said i uh, going to be able to come and pick it up on Friday. There was one part that needed to be reordered. It wasn't proper, so they reordered it. It's going to be in probably on Thursday. And they said come and get it on Friday, but it, they guarantee it will be done. And I'm going to get the trailer taken a look at. Uh, by the way, I'm going to get my trailer service, to J&L Tire, out in, uh, in Johnson Creek. It's going to go out there next week, get the trailer, get the uh, the axle packed with grease and the bearings redone, check the tires, make sure everything's good to go for the trip coming up. But uh, they were telling me, they said uh, yesterday, the boat motor, so they replaced a couple of things. They replaced a power steering hose at Skipper Buds. They replaced the engine itself, completely redid that, did the boot, the lower unit, the whole thing. Everything's redone. It's perfect. They had one pin that uh, that uh, works for the electrical of the uh of the engine they needed to replace um that wasn't right so they needed to replace it but yesterday they said bill they went pumped it twice turned the key boom fired right up i'm kidding you not i had goosebumps cannot wait can't wait to get the boat back so uh, i'm gonna pick it up on friday but thanks to our friends at skipper Buds, the service department has been fantastic they pretty much Let me know every detail all the way through this thing. And any time you replace an entire engine after, you know, four or five years, um, you know you're going to run into some problems. And they've been great dealing with it. Kathy and Ryan and service have been awesome. And uh, they still have a big selection of new pontoons that continue to come in, yachts, sport boats, deck boats, fishing boats, you name it, they've got it. Uh, They've got Mastercraft, the really nice high-end Mastercraft ski boats, Taiga, Scarab, Starcraft, they've got it all. Check out my buddy Todd, who's the GM over there, 262-544-1200, 262 and tell him I sent you. Good stuff, and I cannot I may even see you over there on Friday. I can't wait to get the boat back. Can't wait. Uh, I'm going to start off uh, the trip a little bit goofy. So I got uh, the uh, procedure coming up on Thursday, Ben, uh, but that, I've been told, is after we get off the air. Because I have to be uh, driven to and from, and I can't uh, do anything after the fact. So I get the procedure to the spine on Thursday, a short one. And then I come home, and then uh, on Friday I'll figure out what my name is again, and then I'll do the show. And then a week from Friday I uh, have my, my insertion procedure done on Friday morning before I take off for vacation. So they said I need an entire day for recovery. So, um, so next Friday I'm going to be off. That was not on the schedule originally. So, but you're now aware of it, correct? Yeah, we got it. okay. we are you. uh we're on our feet move uh, thinkers, if you will. okay, well, I'm just making sure because uh, it was not on the original schedule, but uh, they are hoping now that I have some time to do a little resting and relaxing that uh, this will be it, that I will not need anything more beyond this. The one downside of this is that I've been told, uh, now, uh, for those that don't know, I've got a a house that I use down in Indiana on a lake down there. So Kristen and I and her kids, and I'm meeting my kids and grandkids and friends and friends of friends and girlfriends of friends. I mean, just everybody's coming up. So on Sunday, there's this big party. There's about 35 people coming to the house, and we're going to sit on the deck and have cigars and drink and the whole thing. The problem is... That when we go up to the pool, I am not allowed in pool water or any water, for that matter, until Monday. So Saturday, I can't get in the lake or do anything. Sunday, I can't get in the pool or the lake or do anything. I got to wait until Monday before doing something. And then that's only if I feel better. So we shall see. Expect, I would ex- I would look for maybe a, uh, a, a deck side video of Facebook Live or something like that. Uh, something that may be a little goofy coming out. Those are always good to look forward to. Not to say the drunken screaming and yelling type of thing, but just, you know, how you doing? A little Harry Carey-esque, I guess, might be the best way to put it. So Throw the dad maybe. sunglasses on? No, I, my sunglasses, I've got two sets. That's it. I uh, Well, actually three, but I've got two of the same. I've got two sets of Ray-Bans, one are black and... and and dark, and the other pair is the black aviators with the gold rims. So I got black rims and gold rims, same type of glass. And the only other pair of glasses I own, sunglasses, are the uh, the Oakleys, and that's it. I'm not, I'm an easy well, I do have uh, you know clear lenses for when I ride the motorcycle at night, but I don't really have. I'm not a big glasses guy, and you know why is because I spend so damn much on them. I I don't lose them, I don't lose them, I don't break them, I don't sit on them, none of that. I do have one scratch on one lens and that's it. And that's devastating to me because I'm just, I'm kind of meticulous about that kind of stuff. But, and I'm not one that usually buy, and I can't, I can't buy them like off the rack and just walk into a grocery store or convenience store and go, oh, these fit. And then throw them back on because I've had my nose broke so many times. I've got a really bad wide bridge on my nose and there's only a few sets of glasses that actually fit my face. Otherwise they look like they're up on my forehead and I look like an idiot. Unless you have the really big, long lenses, I'd look like an idiot. I'd have to wear, like, something out of the, um, you know, uh, not John Lennon. Who am I thinking? The Elton John collection. (laughs) Like big star glasses or something. I'd look like an idiot. Is that what you were
1: insinuating? Uh, No, just like the, the dad shades. There's not really a clear definition. It's just all. About oh, I know what like you're talking about. Now the dad
0: know? the dad shades are the dad shades. Yeah, are the glasses when dad walks inside and can read, but yet walks outside and they tint. <laughs> that's the dad shades. I don't you know? know. I think I think there are others that can fall under that umbrella. Yeah, that's that. That to me has always been quote the dad shades. <laughs> That I'll go with. Show up to
1: a restaurant that's dimly lit and you turn all, you turn on your phone flashlight to read the menu?
0: I do that. <laughs> my parents do it too. It's okay. I do that. There is something now my eyesight, now I wear like readers. My readers are, you know, it's like one twenty five, you can buy them from Walgreens. It's not bad. And it hasn't gotten worse. Uh, but the ability to see small print in dimmer light as you get older because of whatever your the, the lens in your eyeball does, it begins to elongate a little bit. Is it, it changes. Once you get past the age of 50, it changes. I hate to say it. And I was the guy that fought it for years and years and years and walked around with headaches and everything until finally one day I said, you know what, the hell with this. And I got them. And it's not that I love them because you do got to lug them everywhere. But they have helped. The readers, I have to be honest, the readers have helped. But I still don't need actual glasses from the optometrist or anything like that. I'll hang on to that for a while. All right, we got another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up, and it's coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.